0: And we are live. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. I am one of your co-hosts, Blake Rafino. Alongside me is the man that everybody—I don't know what do they, what do they, what do they say? I mean, they they rip you alive sometimes, man. You don't deserve half the stuff that you have to go through.
1: Well, half the time it's you. So what? Do, what
0: <laughs> who are you coming at
1: here? What you, <laughs> well,
0: I, I, I guess I, I guess I do. I, do. Uh, I know it's I know it's
1: all love. I know it's all love. Oh uh, no, it's not. no, it's,
0: it's, it's, it's no love, but. We do have a massive show in store for you here this morning, Joe. Mm. A lot of rumors flying transfer portal. Is, you know, two four seven came out and said Tyler Van Dyke is. You know, he's playing the hokey pokey with his name in the current moment. He's putting his name in. He's putting his name out. He's putting his name in, and then uh, the Diaz dudes got to shake all the money out. You know, to get him to stay mm-hmm. at Miami. Rumors of him going to Alabama. I don't, for me, and we talked about this in pre-production, but for me, this has nothing to do with Tyler Van Dyke is going to Alabama versus what does it say about Alabama and their quarterback situation? We'll talk about that uh, here this morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe, another thing that, and I'm sure we'll spend our lot of time on the Alabama, the transfer portal stuff, and spring games that are going on today, uh, but new rules announced for college football. You can't play it untimed down in the first and third quarter. Uh, you know, the clock's going to run. I mean, we, we've spent a a numerous amount of time on this. I don't, I don't know what else to say.
1: Yeah. I don't think we're going to dive too deep on this. And all I can say is the commentary on this reveals the casuals. It reveals those that aren't as invested and familiar with the college game as the real ones are the real fans of the sport. Anyone who supports this crap. First of all, if you think it's Good for the progression of the game. You're a casual, but I'm sure we'll kind of give our rounding thoughts because we're never going to think about it again because now it's changed and we're
0: stuck with dealing with it. We will. Let me tell you. I, I, let me tell you something. We are. Go, we are. We're going Do to talk about right? it in week one. You know why?
1: Do you think it's going to be that noticeable though? I, I almost don't. Yeah, think because it I will think be.
0: you got some good games in week one. LSU, Florida State. I mean, you just. You do have good games in week one. So let me give an example from last year. Speak like when when you have – let me give two examples of week one and week two, okay? When you have Alabama versus Texas and Bryce Young's got to go down the field in a minute and score, right? Like so those are going to be different things. LSU Florida State, when Jane Daniels goes 99 yards and a problem wasn't one. my whole point is I think we're going to talk about it in weeks one and two because games are going to be close. That's why I think that this is a big deal. But look, my issue has been there. Tell me who made the rule change. Right, we're never going to find out. We're never going to know who made the change. Yeah, right. Tell me who made the rule change. If if a politician is making the rule change, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll get we'll get into that. Also, uh, other big names we we'll, we'll, we mentioned. We'll talk about the transfer portal, uh, Jimbo. We were going to talk about this the other night, but we didn't have the time. Uh, I was going to defend Jimbo today. I'm not because their fan base has gotten me to a point again where I, why would I defend Jimbo?
1: See, wait, This is what I don't understand is that, and I was thinking about this, seeing your interactions on, on Twitter is you strangely support Texas A&M in terms of what their expectations are for next year. I I've gotten you? a lot. You for some reason have given all this support and then, they're they're nothing but crappy. Like I don't; those fans are just terrible. They're they're some of the worst fans in college football. and I'll be completely blunt in saying that. Not all of them are bad, but the way that they were acting in terms of some of those comments that you were making is
0: just don't well, defend I, them. Well, well, here's what I defend. Okay, two things can be true at once. They can have really good athletes. Okay, mm-hmm. they can have a a a, a good. A good, not great, not exceptional. They could have a good team, okay, because of what they've done in recruiting. Regardless of that, though, you can't go out there and and trash talk other schools' quarterbacks when you had to go get a kid from the SEC from one of your rivals and then he didn't play. And then you had a quarterback that threw like this it's like that joe by the way do you know that the last national championship that they had was in 1993 in cheerleading wait stop stop but
1: are you actually serious in like any that's what i found
0: that's what i found on the internet
1: look i'm gonna gonna say this is this is going to be an obnoxious statement but a lot of times we talk about on this show particularly if certain programs are good it's good for college football. Like as much as we we rag on Texas, and I think why we hold them to a higher standard is that when they're good, it's good for the long-term outlook of college football. I agree with and that. for what we're focusing on. If Texas AM is good or they're bad, it means nothing. They yeah, are easy. they are such a non-impactful program. And look, they can get pissed at me all they want. It just it doesn't mean anything. They're they're not a, a program that holds a lot of weight. In terms of their success, they are not a long-term SEC team. They are just a a currently sitting team that has had a couple of good seasons.
0: Uh, Chris H. brings up a good point, and I over-exaggerated. But he said, will the clock stop on first downs within two minutes? Yes, it will stop. But my my point is, even if you're at three minutes, four minutes, and you got to make a a drive, You know, look, they're just all that the, the NCAA is trying to do, too, is they're just everybody is trying to be like the NFL. And then, you know, so then we'll wrap up with with a But, yeah, it's going to be a good show. Everybody do us a favor, though. So let's get this thing rolling. Everybody do us a favor. What do you want to start off with, Joe? You want to talk about the rule changes really quickly? Yeah, because I know we're going to get heated over Alabama. So let's uh, let's let's start with the rule stuff. Okay, so we'll be back in 50 seconds, but before we go and take our first break, everybody do us a favor by hitting the like and share, share to all of those social media groups, share to all of those social media pages. You guys on Facebook have been killing it for us. Do us a favor by hitting the like and share button. If you're listening to us on YouTube, like, subscribe, notification bell. Joe, we did go over 5,000 on the AYS, so as soon as we hit 1,000 on Joe show, we will, we will be giving somebody two hundred dollars in that giveaway if you're listening to us on xm radio TuneIn apps wherever you listen to podcasts rate review and subscribe as well all right joe we're back in 50 seconds Let's talk about these rule changes next BetOnline online is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports contest events with the first to market odds in lines find reviews for all the news for each league including major league baseball nfl nba nhl combat sports college sports eSports and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live in-game betting props and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50 that's BELIEVE50 B L E A V 50 to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag BetOnline.ag.
1: What are we doing for the draft? You were supposed to call me yesterday, so that's I on know. you. That's on you. We're we're gonna we're gonna have a discussion because we need to we do need to make those plans.
0: All right. So the draft is what in one week?
1: <laughs> less than a week. It's Thursday.
0: Okay. So less than a week. All right. So this is gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. All right. So Joe and, and to all the listeners, let let's get into this. Yesterday it was confirmed. So Ross Dellinger posted – it was leaked to Ross Dellinger. They told him to run it about potential college football changes when it comes to the rules. No untimed downs on uh, in the first and third quarters. Uh, the running clock. I, I mean, basically, that's it. I, I mean, that's the two significant things that are going on with these rule changes. I I will continue to say as long as I have breath in my very big lungs – what are we doing? Like, who, who are making these decisions? You know, like, when re- decisions are made, right, wrong, or indifferent. Like, yesterday is an example. When mm-hmm. Jameson Williams got popped for, and those people got popped for gambling in the NFL, who comes out and puts their face of approval on the rulings? Roger Goodell. We don't have that in college football, right? Like, we, we just don't have... I want to know who I need to yell at to tell them that they're Rudy poos. I don't, I have no idea whatsoever or whoever are making these rule changes. What, what do we like? Okay. Who is asking out there from a college football fan perspective, who is out there asking for less college football? I'll wait. I don't think that there's anybody out there saying they want less football. Needless to say, they make these rule changes. Now, their thing is about player safety. No, it's not. You, if it's about player safety, you would have never played during COVID. So stop that. I, I, I just don't know anymore, Joe. I, I, don't, I don't know where to I, – I, I feel like I'm Ricky Bobby. What do I do with my hands? Like I, I just don't know what we're doing anymore here. Right.
1: So we've kind of already talked about this. With the MLB making their rule changes, their timing changes, it was because of a lack of attention to the game. One of the funniest things, too, about those MLB rule changes, Blake, is I'm that a-, a lot of people – I wasn't saying your name to to get your attention. I, I, I was just saying it. <laughs> a lot of people have said that if you go to a baseball game, no one ever sits at a baseball game and thinks this is too long. It's the people watching on TV. People, fun, are, kind
0: of- people are being receptive, though, to those rule changes. I agree right. with some of those rule changes. Like, right. But- My point with
1: that is those changes have been extremely positive for baseball because they had a retention problem, and they were trying to hold the younger audience more captivated in watching games. The younger audience isn't worried about how long a college football game is. They love the length. They love the pace of the game. It's perfect for the younger audience. So I don't know why we are changing this. And again, my main thing that you keep bringing up is who is making the changes?
0: Why is there not
1: a public-facing view of somebody coming out, making this statement and saying, we did this, I pushed this forward, we're doing this. Love what you said about Roger Goodell. We can get mad at Roger Goodell when he does these things because he is the front-facing, even if he's not the one who makes the decision, he is the one we know who sits in front and takes the flack for anything that changes.
0: Well, it's a lot like football or any sport, right? So let me give an example. Joe, when an offensive corner makes a bad call, we you know, it's always said, Well, the head coach, the head coach, everything falls on the head man, everything falls on the leader, everything falls on the president, everything falls on whoever's in in charge of making decisions. Here we don't have any idea. Like Joe, we have literally. We have zero I, – I mean, we have somewhat of an idea who the – but we don't know who's on these committees. We don't know who the college football executives are. For all we know, like we've seen in the past, people like Condoleezza Rice are making these decisions. And before you say I'm going crazy, well, you just hired a politician to be the NCAA president. Yeah, There's – Joe, I, I don't mean this in a wrong way or cocky way. There's things about political procedure – and laws, and things like that, that I don't know that that man will know, okay? Can he fight on Capitol Hill for college football? Sounds great. I, I, I'm, I'm cool with that. That man does not know more about college football than I do. He doesn't know about, and, and so I think this is how, I, I, this is what I ultimately thought, and I was waiting for these rules to to go through. Mm-hmm. You know what I think that this is? They want more people in stands they want more people in because
1: let me do we really you. have a problem with that though like i don't i think for bad football teams people don't go to games yeah and and for they're not going to
0: go to five. they're not going go to go the games anyway and joe i but i will tell you this though for good football games for like an for like what we see like a notre dame ohio state or a michigan ohio alabama, state alabama lsu alabama lsu or usc ucl well, maybe not out and the pack oh, and those teams
1: are good. We saw how packed the Rose Bowl got. That was a, a highly well, okay. Game. All
0: right. So when I go to the game, like as a parent, okay, as a father of two, I don't want to be in traffic for three hours going home. Have you ever, ever seen a seven-year-old try to hold their pee for three hours? It's no, it's, no, literally, no, I'm it's sure. literally impossible. My point in all this is they make the rule changes. There's My, my only argument would be if I'm – like, we got to have countermeasures, meaning we have to have somebody that can push back. And until we have somebody that can say yes or no – because, Joe, people make dumb decisions all the time. This mm-hmm. is one of those dumb decisions. I just don't know what we're going to do here. You know, maybe – and and then, you know, we this is the worst thing about all this. We turn to the federal government for all this, and you have people who have no idea what they're talking about. Like I listened to the NIL hearing. That they, was bad. That was bad. They have no idea what they're doing, no idea about college athletics. I, I like you don't your your main focus at Harvard, Mr. President, is not worrying about what's going on in athletics. You're more worried about other things in Massachusetts. We'll see, man. We'll see. But they made these rule changes. Good on them. I don't like it. I, I mean, I, well, you know when I'm on a, a pedestal with Big Game Boomer arguing and agreeing with him, you've done a bad thing. <laughs> right? I mean, yeah, he's not wrong. Like people say it shortens the length of – who's asking for that? And it's incremental. The, the shortening of the game is so incremental
1: that you take a couple minutes off. That, that's not – a couple minutes off of a college football game does not save the life of a college football player that did not need saving. Invest more of your attention and time and resources and money in fixing the helmets. Make the helmets safer, which they're doing. Apparently, they're coming out with a special helmet just for quarterbacks, I heard. Uh, in relation to the whole Tua thing. It's supposed to protect the back back backside of guys' heads. Like That's stuff that I can get behind. That's what all your resources and time needs to be focused on. How can we prevent more head injuries? We don't talk about, by the way, I've got a hockey highlight coming up in the corner of my eye here on my TV. We don't talk about concussions much in hockey, and that's more full speed with a different type of helmet. They have made that game safer, and they're not worried about the length of the game. I, I just, there's other things. Well,
0: that- the NHL has done some really bad things too. Like you can't go out there and have, uh, I'm not going to get into that. Wait, well, uh, okay. Okay. But I get, I get what you're saying. But my whole thing is, why can't you make TV timeouts shorter? Why can't you say, like for an example.
1: Uh, well, okay. I, okay. The, my only thing is though, is I agree with that sentiment, but at the same time, like that's where the money Joe, we is. Ha- Joe, so the money like, is.
0: Let me give you an example because you're about to find this out because CBS is going into the Big Ten. You watch a lot of Big Ten football. You, mm-hmm. I mean, you watch Notre Dame. They're going to play those games. Did you know that CBS, the SEC a, a while back, had to come out and tell CBS, cutting, shorten the TV timeouts. Joe, there was its instance. This is not an exaggeration. I did this on a post-game show. We, and it was like, I think LSU was playing like Ole Miss or something, and Ole Miss was bad. And we we're just writing all this down. Did you know that CBS had a seven minute and fifty two second TV timeout?
1: There was real one time. that was seven real
0: minutes. time. Yeah, real time. Was okay. there
1: was there any reasoning for that? Like, was there a no no reasoning?
0: Okay. No reasoning. LSU had called a timeout. They kicked a field goal, and that and that's how long we had to wait for a kickoff. Like for them to kick it back off to, to Ole Miss. What are we doing? What are we doing so schools could get paid? So basically, yeah. we're not going to shorten the TV timeouts. We're going to try to shorten the game. What what, what, are, we, what are we doing? I, right. I, it's, I, the not, it's the
1: wrong thing to focus on. It's, it's the, the thing wrong to thing to
0: focus, to focus on. on. But like the Big Ten just did, they hired the guy that started CBF Sports. It's all about one thing and one thing only. How much money can you generate? Now, when we talk about all this before we transition to Tyler Van Dyke in Alabama, my, my whole thing is, is that why are we complaining about NIL? Why do we have to regulate NIL? So we're trying to regulate NIL because everybody says it's the Wild West, right? That, that's, that's been the main thing in college football. You have You don't say one word about CBS, ESPN, ABC, whoever, when it comes to t- tv timeouts you don't you don't blink you you don't blink why because it's generating revenue cuz it's, it's generating revenue yeah so executives schools ceos can all make millions upon millions of dollars but my god on 3 and you can click this on 3 has got to have a projected nil thing what what are we doing you, you, you legitimately, like, it, they have a service that they put out there mm-hmm. for how much someone's worth. You know what some people would call that back in the 1800s? Slavery. Okay, like, look, think about that for just a quick minute. What are we yeah. actually doing when we're putting a value on? On a human being, and then we're making a profit on us putting a value on a person. Well, I, I think you're you're speaking on something that is
1: is definitely deeper. I get we're, it. We're, well, no, I was just going to say that I think you're a- acknowledging something that is very complex here. With we're trying to maximize profit, and that's what the emphasis always is. And then these guys are not getting paid, and it's that's why everyone has said is they should at least get the NIL money. And I think eventually a lot of these commissioners are starting to realize you're going to have to pay a salary for these kids. You, you are absolutely going to have to pay some type of a salary. So I'm not totally against changes that are going to create more revenue. I'm, I'm always going to be in support of things. I don't
0: care. Joe, I don't care. Look, the TV timeouts don't bother me. You know what it gets me? You know, and lets me look,
1: check the other games, go to the bathroom, grab another check beer, the other
0: games, take a piss. Can't do that with basketball. Well,
1: I do a baseball. You could get up for 20 minutes and not miss Not anymore.
0: You can't. No, not anymore. You can't. No, but I'm with you. All right. So let's transition here. Joe, there's been a lot said this week when it comes to Miami quarterback Tyler Van Dyke. Is he going into the portal? Is he not going to the portal? I'll be honest. I don't know. What have you heard?
1: I heard at the very beginning of this that he was going to Alabama and that they were – or not going after, going to Alabama, but Alabama was actively seeking him. And then what we started to see on Twitter, some people were saying that it's like a leverage play. It's, it's an M attempt by his agent to get as much money out of it as possible. I mean, look, go for it, dude. If that is what is the truth here, that is the alleged truth that his agent is trying to get him more money, do it because he's not going to get any money in the NFL. He's not going to be a highly drafted kid as some people have speculated and his – Stock and projection and just quality as a quarterback has been overblown this whole time. Part of the reason why there was some hilarity behind him actually possibly going to Alabama because they were in the market for Drake May at one point and now they're in the market for Tyler Van Dyke. That's how desperate they are. This to me is what, and you brought this up earlier, and we talked a lot about this before we even hopped on. We almost did a whole show before the show that this to me is proof of desperation. If there are these rumors coming out that they're seeking a guy like Tyler Van Dyke, that they think he, TVD, is going to solve their problems, what does it say about the current group of guys? And we're going to find out today during the spring game.
0: Yeah, so they do have their spring game. LSU has their spring game. A couple SEC teams do have their spring game today. Uh, Colorado has their spring game today. I'm interested to watch them and and keep my eyes out on them. Um, I'm with you, okay, I think that this Tyler Van Dyke thing has more indication. So Monday, I went I, actually last Friday, but it was released on Monday. I came out and said, from an LSU perspective, a team that we cover, I had I have more angst when it comes to LSU playing Florida State than I do LSU playing Alabama. Why? Well, I would go on to say that Alabama has a quarterback issue right now. And everybody, you know, kind of started, you know, hitting me on Twitter. No, we – especially Bama fans. No, we don't. That's not true. Well, then these Tyler Van Dyke rumors came out, okay? I'm I'm not saying I started – what I think is happening is I think that the agent has talked to somebody at Alabama and asked their interest. There has been rumors and rumblings around Alabama about – Saban not being completely okay with what's going on at the quarterback position. Before I say all of what I'm about to say when you do I mean you just came out and ripped the band aid off when you talked about their desperation. Mm-hmm. For me, I'm gonna preface this by saying is Alabama gonna win eleven games? Yep. I-, I do believe Alabama's gonna win eleven games. At minimum and worst, 10. They're gonna win 10 games, including, you know, their bowl game. My, my point in all of this, though, with Alabama, they're going to be good. I don't think that there's any question about that. Questions start arising for me if you're having quarterback issues and Tommy Reese is your OC. That is, to me, the ultimate thing that we should be talking about here. So you mean to tell me you haven't got, gotten Van – I mean, not Van Dyke. Um, uh, Jalen Milrow ready. You hadn't gotten the, uh, Ty Simpson ready. Like, why are they so bad? Or why have they been so bad? The rumors. <sighs> I, I, it's interesting because, like you said, they were they were in the quote unquote running for Drake May if he would have entered the portal. They were in Allegedly, the yeah. for, for uh, from Tyler Van Dyke. So I sit here and start asking myself serious questions: What's going on in Alabama? And Joe, what if both guys go out there today and lay an egg? You know, I'm. Not, I, we don't know what's going to happen. Maybe they about it.
1: Well, and then the other side of this is if one guy goes. 12 for 14 then immediately it's oh they're
0: yeah then we don't have a quarterback issue
1: right and look you bring up this is the key point here i i don't have faith in tommy reese i I got ripped alive for crapping on this move and it's like oh you're just salty that the notre dame offensive coordinator is leaving no i said go ahead leave i'm glad that he left i thought that notre dame was going to get a good replacement they did not but we were all as notre dame fans hoping that tommy Rees would not be back i thought and it had heard at one point that he might go to the NFL as like a quarterback's coach or something. And that would create an opening for a new offensive coordinator. Tommy Rees has never been good at developing quarterback talent. He has not. We saw what has happened with Tyler Buckner, who's been there long enough. We saw what has happened with Drew Pine, who's been there long enough and had limitations, but still was a pretty highly recruited kid who at one point was offered by Alabama. So it's not like that these kids are not talented enough that they couldn't have developed. Legit concern here. And the one thing is that if, hypothetically, Jalen Milrow and Ty Simpson need a little bit more work and they need a little bit more help, I do not trust Tommy Rees schematically to bail those guys out at all.
0: I don't. Maybe I don't, help don't in the run
1: game, but I, I don't.
0: They're going to have to out-athlete people. They're going to have to out-athlete people. They're going to have to have more talent than everybody to win. Now, I will tell you, what does that change? What they've all, always done? They've been more athletic and better and more talented than everybody. That's how they win. Joe, there's nothing there's nothing cute about running a thirty two dive. There's nothing running cute about running thirty eight zone outside zone, okay? It is what it is that that they, they have done that. But I agree with you to some extent. I, I think here's what I think is is happening, okay? What I think is happening is is that Alabama for once maybe under the Saban regime is starting to have questions. Okay. In reference to, I mean, they they're not dumb. Now they're gonna defend Alabama until the, the brink of the, the brink of time. And, and good on them. I, I would too if I've won that many games and that many years and that many national titles. There's no reason not to defend them. But at some point, okay. Alabama fans have to be more realistic about what's actually going on in Tuscaloosa. Like, I I got in arguments this week, and and, and like people still ripping on Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien did not do as bad as they think that he did. And for what it's worth, if you think Tommy Reese is better than Bill O'Brien with less talent, I'm sorry to tell you, you're just flat out wrong with that. You know what Bill O'Brien didn't do? He didn't give up five touchdowns to your boy in Tennessee, Jalen Hyatt. He didn't give up the long touchdown run from Jane Daniels in overtime. He didn't miss the 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 call against uh, a Mason Taylor in the end zone. Okay, those are things that he did not do. That's not on him. At some point, they're going to have to look Saban in the face and say, listen, you are – two other plays away from losing to texas and texas a&m joe they are two plays away from have, being a four loss team yes. with the, the reigning defending heisman trophy winning quarterback bryce young that's not all on bill o'brien they have a they have had a disciplinary issue at alabama when it comes to penalties the last couple of years and i don't mind penalties like Look, you have five, six penalties a game. That means you, you're you're getting after it. I don't care about that part. But when you're having 10, 15, 20 penalties a game, then that's when you start having issues. They got to rip the Band-Aid off and say, Saban, you got to fix things defensively too. but And offensively, I guess what they think, it, it, it's kind of chaotic to me when I look at it at its surface.
1: One of the other things with this too, and I agree with all that the penalty stuff and – Saban taking a little bit more accountability for fixing those things, and you already kind of brought this up: is Alabama the type of team this upcoming season that can overcome a below-average to average quarterback? I think that if we're being realistic, if things don't go that well at quarter at the quarterback position, if it's Simpson or Milrow, which there's different positives to either guy, if they are a middle of the pack to below half of the SEC in terms of quarterback play. Are they the type of team that can overcome that? I think defensively they can because they've got the athletes on the defensive side of the football. I just don't know with some of the offensive line inconsistencies that they've had. Last year was one of their worst offensive lines that they've had in Alabama history under under Saban's time there. Not really knowing who's the next receiver up. I don't know if they can overcome that. But to your point, they're going to win 11 games. But that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you win 11 games. You're Alabama. You're supposed to be competing for an SEC championship. You're supposed to be competing for a national championship. And if you're not in the conversation, that is a failure on Alabama's part.
0: Well, well, to their credit now, they were in the discussion of should they be in the playoff, remember? But they shouldn't have been. They should have been. They
1: shouldn't have been. They
0: should have been.
1: We're not doing this again. They should not yes, have we are. two losses. We're not putting a two-loss team into the Put playoff. Again. Uh, again
0: okay it's well cuz the other teams
1: aren't that good does not mean that we need to move the requirements to put a two loss team in this, is why, you, this what is, what is why we expanded it this is why we expanded the playoffs.
0: what you just said again and clip it and post it on twitter and see what's going to happen Oh, to I'm going to get picked apart and I've got Yeah, because apart what what are we talking about here?
1: But okay, but Blake, here let, let's let's shift the focus so we don't go down that rabbit Okay,
0: cuz you're about to get ripped alive. We've already we've already yelled
1: at each other about this. We yelled well, at each I was other about again.
0: This. I was about to yell at you again. Can I tell you what I can I just tell you something really quickly? You remind me of my three year old son, Ben.
1: Stop, stop, stop. Like, you <laughs> that's how angry you
0: get me sometimes.
1: Okay. My point is that if Alabama is in the expanded playoff, say they, they would get the handout, they would get the, the gimme, they would get placed in the would playoff kill because it's, TCU. They might have, but they're not going to. Yes, they would have. Okay. Thank you. If they don't have a good quarterback, they're not advancing past that first game to have to beat teams like lSU Georgia which they would have had to probably face Georgia before the national championship I don't think that they get the job done looking ahead now I'm not talking about last year I'm saying look yeah ahead with a I mean, quarterback situations
0: i I forget the the kid's name he wore number 14 Lane Kiffin's first year and they won the national uh Jake Coker Jake Coker was below average.
1: But who is the offensive coordinator? Lane Kiffin. They had a really good offensive coordinator.
0: And yeah, but, but, but I, I'm with you there. But they ha- Alabama in the past has had subpar quarterback play and legitimately done some really good things. They've they but let me tell you what Alabama used to be Georgia. In what it, sense? Every sense. You know, like, you come out here and you talk about Stetson Bennett. You know who Stetson Bennett really is? You ready? He's A.J. McCarron, brother. He, he's yeah. A.J. Mc, it's it, that We are seeing this shift. I, I'm telling you.
1: But, but I don't disagree with that, but those teams were successful with lesser talented quarterbacks but good college quarterbacks – because of what was around them. Like, let's look at the receivers. Let's look at the
0: offensive Joe, coordinator. Let's Joe, look at the name, running backs, the offensive line. Name well, dual receivers in a season. They only always used to have one. You ready but, for them? You ready for him? Mm-hmm. Julio Jones, Amari Cooper. And then it was later in Saban's tenure where they started adding boom, 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 boom. Yes, yes. Okay, but they, they, they used still to be- had
1: those years, though. They had those guys were first-round picks. Their offensive line only one. Their offensive line was filled with first round picks, and then think of the running backs too, man. Trent Richardson, Eddie Lacy, those guys were fantastic NFL players. Not Trent Richardson. Not Trent Richardson.
0: No, Trent Richardson was a really he was a really damn good running back in college. I mean, there was a time I agree with you. There was a time that they their running back room had, if I'm not mistaken, Trent Richardson, Derrick Henry. Alvin Kamara and um oh, I don't think there Jacobs. was an
1: overlap with with Richardson but it was Derrick Henry, Kamara and there was one other guy,
0: TJ Yeldon.
1: Was it Yeldon or Josh Jacobs?
0: I'm pretty sure it's I'm pretty sure it's TJ Yeldon. Okay. TJ Yeldon and Richardson were like the older guys, y'all can be count us on that. Yeah. Okay. But my whole point uh, here with Rodgers, this Roger you know? guys said it was Eddie Lacy. And that's if that's you know, but regard, but regard
1: again. Well, what I was getting at here is that like right now they don't have that. Like, even if they have quarterback problems and and the quarterback is subpar, that's my whole point here is that there's no first round receiver on this roster. I don't even know if I can really pinpoint who the best offensive linemen are in that unit. I, it's I, Proctor. He's, and he's a f- incoming freshman.
0: Yeah, but. At the same time, at the same time now, don't uh, I know, I'm, not, I'm now. not knocking him and saying that he's
1: not going to be good, but for an incoming freshman to be your best offensive lineman and you're you used to previously have two one to two guys in that first round conversation that's a drop off, and that's not you can't be successful with <laughs> subpar quarterback play. They have overcome that because of how good Bryce Young was this past year.
0: I agree with you on some extent, but they, I mean, I agree that you're saying, I know what you're saying. Mm-hmm. They had, they had, they could have subpar quarterback play because the talent around them. I get that. Yeah. But, but they still have had sub sub quarterback play at times. I mean, AJ McCarron's out there lighting it up, dude. I mean, uh, uh um, Greg McElroy. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Greg I, McElroy can't hit. I mean, that dude was Horrible again I he had a better know. supporting cast though well he had a good good he had an elite receiver yeah. my whole point has will continue to be with Alabama is you're gonna have at some point you're gonna have to show me something and it's crazy it's crazy like you're gonna have to show me something today but here's here's the wildest thing like when we were getting ready for the show I was thinking about this last night Joe they were the national championship two years ago You know what I mean? Like, they were legitimately in a national title two years ago. Like, some part of me wants to sit back and say, calm down. Okay? But – But
1: that roster was so different than the one that we have right now. We had a guy who won the Heisman Trophy. He's going to be the first – Not
0: necessarily. No, 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 no. no. Not necessarily. You didn't have a wide receiver that had any returning production outside of John Mechie. Okay? Devonta Smith and those dudes were out. You had a quarterback in Bryce Young that had never – ever started a college football game, you had three new offensive linemen, you had new defensive pieces, you knew what Will Anderson would be, but then Allen goes down, you had to pull in uh, Dallas Turner as the other pass rusher who was a true freshman. No, they had, they had a lot of questions Bryce Young's first year. Now, the problem with that, though, is – or the situation with that, though, is mm-hmm. everybody knew Bryce Young was going to be more talented or – you knew what you were going to get out of Bryce Young more than maybe a Jalen Milrow and a Ty Simpson. My point is, they've had questions before and come out and went or, or played for national titles. I don't disagree with that, but I would
1: argue that this upcoming season is filled with the most question marks that they've ever had. Maybe except for the beginning. Yeah, of I
0: can't argue that. I, I, I cannot argue that point. I think the point that you just made right there. I don't remember a time. Now I could be wrong. So Alabama fans, when we clip this and you're in the comments saying, you know, this guy's wearing a purple shirt. He looks like fucking Barney. Oh sorry, I said that for it. My bad. But you know, like it is what it is. Okay. Name a time or season where they've had these many question marks.
1: I can't I can't think of it. I, I do also I also can't think of the last time that you said you can't argue with a point that I made. I I I think I've achieved something today. <laughs>
0: I mean, (laughs) but (laughs) that point, usually when we agree, it's kind of like the fear of the unknown a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. Like when you get married or, you know, what are you really scared about things? We are, when you get scared, it's the fear of the unknown. (sighs) See, Ryan says 2008, but Ryan, my question would be in 2008. I mean. Wasn't that his first year? I mean, I'm not going to put his first year in there. Take his first year uh, out of that. I, let me just let me just end this segment by saying though. Yeah. Let me just end this segment by saying, Joe, they've won 11 games every year, and they're going to win 11 games this upcoming. And they're going to really? win 11 games this year. I. We can. T- they're going to have to show me that they can They can't win. They're gonna to have to show me with Saban that they can that they can have a be a four-loss team. It ain't gonna happen, man. It's not they it's not gonna happen.
1: Right, but that's where the discussion's different. Like when we talk about a guy like Jimbo, is like, can they have a winning record? We know that they're gonna reach that 11 10 win mark. It's going to happen. But the standard that they've set for themselves in college football, it's it's like if Ohio State or Georgia isn't competing for a national championship, isn't in the playoff discussion. There's concerns.
0: Well, that – that – that – I don't want to say that that standard was set by Saban because it was set by Bear Bryant, but there was a lot of bad quarterbacks. I mean, a lot of bad quarterbacks. A lot of bad coaches before before Nick Saban got there. I mean, could you have a – you know, Joe, I tell myself this all the time. You know, in an alternate universe Mm – Drew Brees goes to Miami and Nick Saban stays at Miami and the Dolphins have won multiple Super Bowls and LSU reigns supreme and would have been the next Pama. You know, do you know how bad that hurts my heart?
1: Well, we're in this current reality, and
0: no, are never gonna live with that. Marvel tells me that I can have multi I can go into the multiverse. I don't. I don't believe you. Watched Marvel, by the way.
1: I, I used to. I'm not. I. I kind of soured on it recently. The old original stuff up until Endgame, I was big fan of. I yeah, me watch. too. I think the current crap sucks.
0: Um, not for kids. You should, dude. Ben is literally in there. That's why my stream. might is my stream going in and out at all? You haven't. No? This is the best internet you've ever had. Okay, great. Well, let, dude, I could quote any Spider-Man movie that you ever would need to no way home any of it anyway all right so do you want to talk about these big guys getting into the transfer portal some some big names or what, what do you want to go to or you want to go to jimbo uh
1: i just quickly want to talk about bear alexander entering the portal and possibly going to usc and I, it's not he's the biggest name if you look at the transfer portal rankings right now on any of these platforms. It shows who's already committed during the winter period, and then it kind of sprinkles in these other guys into the mix. I, I just there's not a lot of talent that has entered the portal right now. But Barry Alexander is a significant player. He was a highly recruited kid, a very very good football player. And him going to USC, man, like, do, do you think that that is is significant enough that we that like we should pay any mind to it?
0: You're talking about Barry Alexander leaving Georgia. Him going
1: to USC is is more – because he's projected right now to go to USC. No,
0: because of all – I've seen SEC defense and offensive – I've seen SEC defensive linemen leave Bama and Georgia before and go elsewhere and suck. Right. I think a young but player Alexander like that – I think it's going to be a different situation because he came in that game in the national championship and was killing TCU. Um, I think it's a good sign for Lincoln Riley. You, this is what we talk. So let me let me give you my first thought when I saw Bear Alexander taking a visit to USC. He really is t- you I think Lincoln really is taking a back seat. I, I think ultimately, this is what I think is gonna be in the in the next couple of years. I think I think Cliss gonna take over that offense, barring that he, you know, barring him getting another job somewhere. I think Lincoln has been told by his friends and counterparts. Lincoln, you gotta take a step back to win a natty. I, I, I really I really do believe that. If you can if they can constantly pull in dudes like Bear Alexander, I think they, they're more dangerous. But being dangerous and still having Alex Grinch as your defensive coordinator means nothing to me.
1: Yeah, and I also think this is look, it's a huge pickup if they end up getting him. He's a really talented player, and he's gonna eat up all these interior linemen. In the Pac-12, but I, I I still don't have any confidence in their secondary, man. Like their secondary is... Oh, and
0: nor should you.
1: It's bad. And, and as much as mm-hmm. you could create mm-hmm. pressure and get after the quarterback, you got to cover people. You got to cover people. I don't know who's mm-hmm. going to step up. And maybe there's some young guys that we don't know about. I I really would would like to, to pay attention to what happens early on, how many yards they give up through the air how many big completions, yards per attempt they end up giving up early on. That, to me, if they struggle with that, they're going to have a long season again. Or not a long season. They're not going to beat the big teams that they need to beat. They're not going to beat Utah the same way that they beat them this uh, – or they lost to them this past year.
0: Yeah, I mean, you go in and you look down their recruiting list. I mean, they went and got the uh, the Crawford kid, the corner. But outside of that, man, they didn't, they didn't do a lot of things – and changing their secondary they're saying like again like i mean i can go down it they got wide receiver quarterback wide receiver linebacker running back o-lineman corner that we just talked about in crawford uh they went into the portal they got uh, edge tight end wide receiver lineman edge offensive lineman offensive lineman um and then they go into the portal and they they don't do anything so I know I don't have any faith in USC. None. I, I do. I will
1: concede it is positive. I, I'm not going to sit here and say that it's no. Nothing. I, I, no, like, I
0: think it's positive too. Don't don't get it twisted. I think Barry Alexander going to USC would be massive for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what's even more interesting is your boy Jordan Birch possibly wanting to go back into the portal and leave Oregon. Really? It's so the it's the rumor. It's the rumor, you know, uh uh South Carolina fans are putting out Twitter polls and saying, Would you take him back? And I that's more interesting to me. You know what you know where I thought he was gonna go, Bear Alexander? I honestly thought he was going to Oregon. See, that would
1: have made more sense to me because he's going to the guy who but he hadn't committed it.
0: to USC though yet, has he? He just said a compete. He a
1: he's a projected hundred percent to, to Alabama or uh, mm-hmm. to,
0: to Did USC Will Fong put on, it
1: in there on three. By who? But he's also he's also been projected on all these. Who other- put it in there? Uh, I don't. I haven't seen. it. Look it up, because I'll tell look.
0: you if it's hundred percent or not. I'll tell you the real percentage. Let's see.
1: If I can pull this up quickly enough. Because uh, listen,
0: those
1: he is. Uh, it's- God, this on three site is kind of terrible. Uh, yeah, it's not that good. It is hard to completely read. It does not say who who put that in there.
0: Of course it, it doesn't.
1: On 24 7 Sports, let's see what it says. Not to drag this out.
0: Yeah, not. I mean, but if Will Fong says it, then it's, you know. I'm not seeing anything. Okay. Well, I, so like I said, I think, I think it's just a, it's just a uh, visit. I don't think he's committing. I think he's going to take a trip to Oregon and then we'll see. If he gets to Oregon, it's over. If he goes to Oregon on a visit, it's over.
1: It just depends on what he values. If he goes to
0: Oregon on a visit, it's over. Repeat after me. You ready? It depends on what he values because I think the kids that want to be well coached
1: on a visit, it is over. Repeat after me. The kids who want to improve their draft stock and be well coached and be on a ferocious defense go to Oregon. The kids who come here and they're like, "Wow, I can be a celebrity and and be a part of the scene." That's not Barry Alexander, though. Okay, I so don't think I don't it.
0: think that that kid worries about that because you can be a star anywhere.
1: That's true. It's just it, it's different here. Like I understand why some guys commit to you. Like I understand why Caleb Williams. You mean it. to tell me that he Phil? Knight, un- you mean to tell
0: me Phil Knight can't call somebody in L.A.
1: in In what way?
0: Get him a deal.
1: It's not about the money. I'm just saying, in terms of like to go wherever you want to go to clubs, to go to like they're in the, you're in the woods in Oregon. You're in the woods at USC. You can go to any bar, have your tab paid for you. And it's, it's sceny, you know, you're around celebrities. Celebrities are coming up to you when you're out at night. Like that's, let me ask that's you this question. Speaking yeah. of being out in the
0: woods, were you serious that the best restaurant in South Bend is a Chili's?
1: I was, I was messing with Ryan. Cause I knew that he was going to get upset. Uh, no, there's good restaurants in in Indiana. It's a I, I've there's
0: certain of people. By the way, Joe said that he could take he could handle spice, buddy. Let me just tell you something.
1: I'm Italian, man. Give me some damn credit, No, buddy, buddy. It's no, 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 no. It's don't, different.
0: Don't. I'm trying to tell you. Don't don't. You ever been to a crawfish like bowl before? I have not. Okay, so when you come down here and we bowl crawfish and you have them for the first time, don't ask for water. I and I get, oh.
1: Look, look. I I would love to, and we should figure it out during the offseason to come for one of the LSU games. I would love to do that. We should do a show. We'll figure that out. And we're going to test that. on. Let's do it on the show to see at my spice tolerance. I promise you I could keep up. I, I eat a lot of spicy food, man. I, I'm not afraid different,
0: of it. different, Joe. I'm just telling you, it's different.
1: It might be different, but I can still handle it buddy okay
0: as long as you you,
1: speaking of heat do you want to talk about the jimbo stuff
0: let's talk about the jimbo stuff all right so if all right let me let me preface this because the other night i went off on the sky basically the other day jimbo comes out in a press conference messing around and picking with the media he didn't say anything bad. He goes, "You basically what he said, you guys can rip me a lot, but I get on to you, okay? He says, I don't want a Houston Chronicle question. I want a Tex-Aggs question because Tex-Aggs is more favorable and more maroon and white glasses on. He's joking. He's trying to make light of things. But I've seen this in college football way too much. I literally just covered one in Ed Orzron. When things are going bad, it doesn't matter. The media is out to get you. Okay, look, Ed Ortron's a great human being, fantastic human being. But they ripped him alive in everything he did and everything he said. And some of those things he was trying to push and same thing. It's Jimbo and Ed are are in the same situations one year after the other. I was going to come out here and defend Jimbo. Not anymore. I'm not anymore. Well, let me tell you why. Billy Lucci, the CEO, owner, founder of Texag's, a couple of days ago, came out and started picking on Jaden Daniels. Brian Kelly came out and said he's 210 pounds. He looks good. We'll see him today. Yada, yada, yada. Joe, I just don't understand. Like, I will defend Jimbo up from his media core because they're idiots. They don't know what they're talking about. When the last – Joe, li- let's list a couple of things that have happened since mm-hmm. Texas a m has won the national title and really anything. 1939 was the last time we fought a world war. We've been to Vietnam. We've invented technology. Smartphones are a thing. You can connect with anyone around the world in a matter of seconds if you want to. That's how big the world has gotten since Texas a m has won a national title. We've landed on the moon. Joe, we literally sent human beings in a rocket to another planet or moon and they landed on it successfully since you've we've had so many things in this world COVID natural disasters so many things have happened why are you ripping Jimbo alive because you haven't won anything since 1939 why do you think now that you can come in and win anything when you never really have I I I don't get their media core doesn't understand who they are and they never will. They think they should be competing for SC West titles. You can't, you won't, you suck. So you're going after Jimbo. And you know what, Joe, even from a national media perspective, you know what? I'm going to cut Jimbo a little bit of slack because it's difficult to win there. It's not going to an LSU. It's not going to an Alabama. It's not going to somewhere. Now, can he build it up? Can they do, should he build it up? Should he recruit better? Yes. But what's going on in the state of Texas? Okay. Okay. What's going on there? I don't get it. So you know what? Screw it. One thing that
1: I feel is that Texas A&M is is constantly trying to work themselves out of is the is being the little brother in Texas, and they're they're below the little brother. They're the they're the step brother. You bring up a good point. That I, I'm, you know, I'm I, I've been hard on Jimbo. I've been saying that he, he should be fired. I don't think he's going to be the long term answer. But you should bring up a really good point. He is probably going to get you to a more realistic, successful standard for Texas A&M, which is if you get ten now. wins.
0: Say that again now. It,
1: Jimbo is going to get your team to the more realistic standard oh. of success. That is what them winning ten games and being was it two years ago when they were like kind of on well, the cusp COVID. of making the playoffs. Yeah. It was COVID. yeah. That's more realistic. That's Texas A&M. Not winning a national championship, not winning the SEC West, not winning the SEC. Getting some good, talented recruits, not keeping most of them, and winning 10 games is the expectation for Texas A&M. Honestly, I'm going to be honest from what you said. It makes sense to me. Give Jimbo a little bit more of a leash because I think he can get you to 10 wins. Who else is coming in that has any connection or desire to build up Texas A&M? To get them over 10 wins. Who? I, I I don't think they ever get to that point.
0: If they fired Jimbo after this year, who would they go get?
1: I don't know. It's not a it's not an attractive job. And like I compare it to Auburn has always been an attractive job, but as the, the amount of meddling and the way that the fan base treated Brian Harson some were
0: deserved, some some of it was deserved.
1: Yes, but they almost took themselves out of the conversation. I would argue for some bigger names. But you like know I what th- they
0: do, though, Joe? They go out and they get Hugh Freeze. But I don't like I, as much as I
1: liked that hire. I don't know if it's a foregone conclusion that he's successful. He's had a he's had a rocky road to get back to where he is at Auburn. That's a risky hire. That's not like a guaranteed hire. Lane Kiffin would have been a more optimistic hire. Did and Urban I- Meyer go? Well, Urban says he's done with coaching.
0: Do you believe him? A guy that sticks his thumb in booty holes—you believe that guy?
1: I believe. I believe that he's done.
0: A guy stuck his thumb he's in a booty been, hole in the middle of a club, and you believe him?
1: I think he's so burnt from yeah, I everything agree with that, that happened that he did. Because, like, you're talking about Texas A&M
0: for him go to, to. Yeah, I mean, I'm just throwing out names at this point.
1: I would argue that he could look at this situation and the way that it has been handled for Jimbo, a guy who won a national championship at Florida State. The way that no, he's been Florida treated, State why would he go there? A better
0: program, though, Joe. Look, I mean, they got Mike Norvell, of all people, building it back. But that's my point is that
1: why would he go to something that's a downgrade on the scale of the schools that he has been to for him to be treated like uh, you know, a, 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 a target by the fan base and the media? Why would he show up for that with immense expectations? That. Urban's not going to go there. They're, they're going to have to continue to pull from – Urban gets in to 10 coaching. wins
0: quicker than Jimbo ever could.
1: But just because he gets him there doesn't mean that he's going to deal with the scrutiny that is, is – Well, he is wouldn't improving. have any scrutiny
0: if he got 10 wins. You know, they they thought Jimbo should have been the SEC coach of the year during COVID, not Saban. It's kind of ridiculous. It's, it's completely ridiculous. Saban's best team ever was in 2020. I mean, he played 10 – I mean hell no 13 power five, power 5 games in a row. I mean it's it was literally one of the more impressive things you'd ever seen. My whole thing with with Texas and Texas A&M and Jimbo, okay? Like in any coach in general, okay? This is this goes for any coach in general. If you can rip them alive, don't get your soft little feelings hurt. That's the problem that I have with the media. It it's like what happened this week, okay? everybody freaking out that their little blue check got taken away. Oh, my blue check got taken away. No, what it showed is, is you're just as much of a human being as I am or anybody. Just because I have 20,000 followers on Twitter doesn't mean that I can't conversate with anybody that's in this chat right now. Be a human being. Oh, well, they're a celebrity. No, you're what is, what is a celebrity? You know, like what, what really is a celebrity? Now, there are dudes in this world that when I see I would freak out to talk to and hang out with and stuff like that. Sure, I'm not saying that I'm above that, okay? Like if Joe Burrow walked in this room right now, we turn off the stream and whatever he wanted to go do, we do If he wanted me to go push him on a swing somewhere, I would push him until my arms fell off, okay? There are some people that you can have that with. But the the media in college football is some of the worst that you will find. It is atrocious. Like, I, I saw Lucci say that to somebody the other day. Okay, like, well, how many followers do you have? But it doesn't matter. What Does many, that matter? That's yeah, it doesn't, horrible. That doesn't oh, matter God. at all.
1: Like, well, the I, I response to him that. is, "How many years of college football did you play?" Like, what? Like, why does that? Like,
0: yeah, I, talks. Yeah, he's an, he's a blithering idiot. The media, dude. This media core, media in general, dude. People are so soft. People are you, you, people call me soft all the time. I'm the only some gun out here entertaining you. Whether you I, got a thousand followers or two followers, it doesn't matter. I mean, honestly, to kind of uh, fourth wall break here,
1: I, this is why I think shows like this are so much better than listening to reporters. Like
0: I, I'm, well, and that's why, and that is why it has become so successful. It, because people don't want people want to. Joe, StreamYard, the thing that we use, mm-hmm. okay, gives us an ability for Craig Granger right here. Say, y'all remember when LSU had some uh, conference before we uh, or, or was in the same conference between before, before we joined the ACC? My point is, I could talk to Craig right here, like yeah,
1: I, you know, like modern it, technology it really has allowed for. There's a reason why everyone goes to Pat McAfee now for their content. And people give him information, too, because he's fun. People want to feel like they're sitting on the couch and not being lectured at and talked down to by media members. Uh, to be a media member and to think like that is, is ridiculous.
0: Ridiculous. Ridiculous. What else we got? I think that was it. want well, to talk about the spring games right quick. Alabama, LSU. I forget who else has some of their spring games. Uh, Colorado, between... USC. UC Colorado, UCLA. USC. Anything you're looking out for? I am I'm, I'm entertained by Colorado. I'm entertained. Now, did you see did you, did you see what happened this week, this past couple of weeks? Colorado and Dion have been getting ripped alive because they've been posting clips of their team. They look really small.
1: Well, that was gonna happen. He brought a bunch of Jackson State kids to to Colorado. They were all undersized. Most of them were undersized.
0: Yeah, but Joe, they're small, small. Like they're 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 small. They're small for FCS level.
1: I really do hope that they can compete as much as people have given them the expectation
0: for. The only thing that I'm going to say, I think Dion can get any skill position player running back. I even think he can get a quarterback here and there Mm -hmm. for them to compete. My ultimate, I think we saw that Dion can bring in pretty damn good coordinators, coaching staff, personnel staff. He can raise money. How can he recruit on both lines of scrimmage? That is going to be the ultimate question for Dion. How do you recruit the big boys? Because it's different. Let me tell you something, Joe. I've played offensive line my entire life. You better not go in that room recruiting with gold chains and all this kind of stuff because yeah. it might work for a couple of them. And ain't go that's not how o linemen roll. Tell me how I'm going to get developed. Tell me how much food I'm going to be able to eat. Tell me that uh, you know, a fine honey is going to love my fat ass. And then that's it. That's how you recruit. You you can recruit fat dudes off of telling them that they can wear marry pretty women. That's how they got me to Southeastern. Look how pretty Megan is. I mean, look at me. I look like a troll. I look like a Shrek. And look at her. Yeah, talk about
1: all the free food. Like that's usually an easy enticement no too. I I if if they have I don't know who their offensive line coach is. I I do agree that that is that's crucial. You know, you you got to have good old line play, and that's what has made teams like Oregon and Utah consistent, and Washington consistent. So they've had those big bodies.
0: It's true. All right, uh, we'll be doing the post game after the LSU football and baseball games. I'm intrigued to see USC. I mean, I know what I'm getting with USC. Gonna keep an eye on Alabama. You know, if they yeah, I'm curious to see
1: it. what the what the reaction. As much as we overreact about oh, they're, gonna, they're, about they're Georgia. going to
0: they're going to legit. I'm gonna tell you what's gonna happen. Quote me on this. It doesn't matter what's gonna happen. They're gonna say the quarterback, oh, there's not a quarterback situation going on in Alabama. Oh, 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 oh. There That's will be right. an overreaction. I'm sure there will be. There's gonna be. All right. We will see y'all again on m- Monday. Monday. All right. Peace.